Hey, basketball fans, this is Matt Wadley and Tom Eisenberg, another episode of the All Nets Are Off podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for every episode, and be sure to follow us on our Twitter account, All Nets Are Off. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, we're back with another episode of the All Nets Are Off podcast. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, another week full of some some injuries. So uh, I don't know what's going on this year, Tom, but there's been a bunch of injuries in the NBA. I feel like more than in recent years. Uh, what I mean, I just I can't explain it. It's just the weirdest thing, right? I mean, you couldn't blame the short offseason. That seems like a pretty good... Uh... Pretty good explanation for some of these. But the thing is, right, that's that's a really – it's a go-to. It's what's something I hear a lot. They blame Adam Silver, and it's like, oh, my God, the short offseason. But a lot of these injuries are kind of like freak injuries, and it's like it has nothing to do with that. So I really have no explanation. Yeah, I mean, the short offseason, but, I mean, a lot of teams had a really long offseason, so maybe that also had something to do with it. Maybe it works both ways, but uh, I don't know. It's just been so weird. And then uh, – Porzingis just is out indefinitely. Malik Beasley just got injured, and uh, it's just been a weird, like a weird year in general as far as injuries are concerned. Yeah, I mean, how many players have missed like significant time? LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, uh, Giannis has missed games here and there more than he normally does. Lamelo Ball, Malik Beasley, Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler. Uh, actually, that one might have been COVID. Gordon Hayward, too, this Gordon week. Gordon Hayward, Christos Porzingis. Uh, who else? I mean, I'm sure you can just go team by team. TJ Warren, he's been out like the whole year. Uh, James Harden just hurt his hamstring. He's only missed one game so far, but we'll see what goes with that. I mean, it's been nuts. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, too, because, uh, I mean, obviously, a fan of basketball, you want to see the best players play every day. And it's it's unfortunate, and, you know, hopefully as the playoffs get closer, some of these stars come back because uh, I like seeing, of course, teams healthy, especially come playoff time. I don't want to hear any excuses from, from any teams uh, that they're injured. I mean, it happens every year, right? But I just feel like, in general, this year has been more injury-ravaged than the past few years. Yeah, usually the stars are healthy for the playoffs. It's pretty rare that, like, a contending team loses its star in the playoffs. That usually, you know, that has bad results, right? Like the 2019 Warriors, 2015 Cavs, when teams just lose one of their top few players. But usually those guys are playing uh, because a lot of times when you miss games in the regular season, it's easy to be precautious. And you're just like, oh, it's like kind of knick-knacky, like... You could play, but you don't have to play, so we'll see you out. In the playoffs, people tend to just they just play. Yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking of injuries, you know, uh, like we said, Gordon Hayward, Porzingis, Beasley, that was all this past week, right? And uh, there were some updates about KD and AD, although not very... I mean, KD is like still like a, a weird situation. I guess you could say the same with Anthony Davis. Like, I thought KD was going to play today. Today's Monday, by the way. We're recording on Monday, yeah. April 5th. I was he was going to play on against the Knicks tonight, but then all of a sudden this morning he gets ruled out. So, yeah, that that's weird, right? So, I mean, does he come back this week? Does he come back next week? Does he sit out for a couple more weeks? It's so that situation is really weird. I think if I had to bet on it, I think we're going to see him this weekend, but I really have no clue, right? I have no idea what's going on. None of the fans have any idea what's going on. 
I mean, do we even know if the team doctors know what's going on? Like, I don't know. We we like to assume that they do, but for all we know, nobody has any clue what's going on. Like, Anthony Davis, less than a week after he got hurt against that Nuggets game, he, he said he felt good enough to play. And that, that, was, that was, like, two months ago almost. So he yeah. definitely feels good to play right now, right? I mean, he's not playing, but there was a Chris Haynes report that said he could return April 8th, right? Now, Frank Vogel, like, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago said AD's a ways away. That doesn't mean fucking anything. I have no idea when AD's going to come back. Yeah, they've been very... uh Vague. Yeah, very vague. I mean, it's just so weird. I mean, uh, I mean, of course, you don't want to rush him back. So, I mean, that's obvious for both Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. And, you know, the Nets don't really need to rush Durant back. The Lakers don't necessarily need to rush AD back, although it would be nice because they're losing a lot of games. But, uh, I mean, I, I say KD comes back maybe this weekend, like you said, and AD maybe another two weeks. I mean, but who knows? It, it's just so weird. Like, the Lakers are being so weird about it. The Nets are also being kind of kind of weird about it, too. Yeah, because, I mean, AD was supposed to. Originally, I thought he was going to return right after the All-Star break, right? Like, March 18th-ish. But here we are in early April, and... There's no there's no timetable still. Like, I think it's ridiculous, man. I mean, <laughs> give us something. They didn't even, this time, the last reevaluation, right, right after the trade deadline, they didn't even say when he's going to be reevaluated next. They just said he's progressing as expected. Okay, so what does that mean? It's a He's getting better, hopefully. I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's really weird. And, I mean, maybe he's going to be out the rest of this month and come back, like, right before the playoffs. But Oh, that sounds awful, man. That's exactly what I'm saying. It sounds terrible. I just, I don't know. It's so bizarre. Like, it's just, it's really weird. So, uh, uh, we'll see what happens with those guys. And, uh, I don't know. You know, going going back, I did want to mention with the Gordon Hayward injury because they lost the mellow ball. Now they don't have Hayward. Like, the Hornets were looking like they were going to make the playoffs, and now they're just – I'm i really struggling to see how they end up as a top-eight seed after this. I mean, they don't have, the thing is they don't have to be a top-eight seed. They just need to be a top-ten seed because LaMelo might come back. Hayward might come back, right? I mean, do we have a timetable for Gordon Hayward? I think it was four weeks. Yeah, so they, they these guys could come back for the play-in. And right now, they have a nice six-game lead over the 11th seed. They just need to be a top-10 seed to have a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, it was so close in that the range they are now, right, that 4 through 10, that there was no guarantee even with Hayward and Lamella they were going to be there. Now, granted, I don't really like the Hornets' odds in the play-in tournament. Because I don't think they're better than the Bulls. I don't think they're better than the Celtics. I don't think they're better than the Knicks. Like those are I wouldn't just pick or the Pacers, right? Like those teams, right? Like I think in a one game scenario, I wouldn't pick the Hornets over any of them. Even though they've arguably been the most consistent out of all of them, except maybe the Knicks. Yeah, that's true. Uh yeah. I mean I, I want to see them as a top eight seed, obviously, but I mean We'll see what happens. And, I mean, the Mellows, you know, they had optimism that he was going to be back. So, I think he comes back. And Hayward, four weeks would be 
like a week and a half before the playoffs begin. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Hornets uh, progress. I mean, we can get into that later, but you know, the the Hayward injury was devastating for for Charlotte. So yeah, Charlotte was like in the midst of like an awesome season, and. I mean, if I if I was the Hornets, right? Like you're not you're not doing anything. You know what? I, I would just tank. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Cause I mean, sure, maybe just get a lottery yeah. pick. Like, what what value is playing in that playing game going to give you? I mean, like they're basically it's basically impossible for them to miss the playing game. But like to win the playing game, to lose to. Uh, Brooklyn or Philly in the first round, like yeah, I, like dude, that's yeah. pointless. You're gonna get swept. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of, you know, talking about the draft and talking about their draft position, there's a lot of talent in the top end of the class, so I think, you know, they they have to think about that, but, you know, I don't think Michael Jordan is going to go in on this tank mode, but who knows? I mean, who knows what they're going to do? Maybe he does. Maybe he decides to do it, but, like, a top eight pick compared to a 17-18 pick in the first round makes a big difference, especially in the last couple of years. Yeah, it really could. Like they, they could get like the tenth overall pick or something if they tank hard enough. That's pretty solid. Like you can get something from that. It's better than getting like the seventeenth pick and then getting swept. <laughs> yeah, That's I mean though. They want to get back to the playoffs, but you know, uh at a certain point you have to think about long benefits, so we'll see what happens with the Hornets. Yeah, that really sucks, man. Like the inj- like the Pacers, they've been demolished by injuries. Like Demontis Sabonis just got injured. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's questionable for their next game. I'm not sure. There's just, just so many like injury report. Like I follow Fantasy Labs on Twitter, and they like they give you like constant updates on players. And there's just so many, I I can't even keep track. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't remember until I look at the box score. And I'm like, why aren't all these guys playing? It's because I feel like half the league is injured. Yeah, there's been a lot of blowouts lately too. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Like the injuries, they like correlate with the blowouts. I don't have statistics on like how many twenty point victories there were this season versus this season. But I remember in January people were talking about this a lot. How there were way more blowouts this season than like other seasons. And this past few weeks, there's been a ton of blowouts. That's funny because I remember you thought the the Jack the Magic were going to lose to the Jazz by sixty, and then yeah, the- I, I've been looking for the sixty point game all year because after that uh, uh, Mavs Clippers game, that was a fifty point game. I was like, someone will lose by sixty, they will, and I've been like, I've been looking at the Magic because the Magic roster is so bad that someone should beat them by sixty. And then the Warriors. The Warriors without Steph Curry were down 126 to 66 to Toronto. Uh, they ended the game on an 11 to 4 run, so it only ended up being a 53 point loss. But that that was it. Someone was down 60 in an NBA game this season. Yeah. Did you ever think it was going to be the Warriors? No. <laughs> I did not. I thought it was going to be the Magic or the Timberwolves or the Pistons. Yeah, the Pistons lost by 44 to the Knicks on Saturday. And then the Jazz beat the Magic by only 46. So Only 46. <laughs> right. And then the Trailblazers beat the Thunder by 48. And the Suns beat the Thunder by 37. Okay, oh, season full tank mode right now. 
Dude, it's crazy. Like, I cannot believe the blowouts. Yeah, this past weekend was wild. I don't know what happened, but... They like, really Boston take- beat Charlotte by 30. Like, this is... I can't speak for the Warriors, but I think uh, the other teams are watching the NCAA tournament and figuring out who they want. So they're like, let's tank because we want the number one pick. Oh, yeah. Okay, see, like, they, they were winning too many games. So they're like, Shai Gilgis, like, he's done. Al Horford, he's done. Lou Dort, he's done. George Hill, he's traded. Um, like, they're playing Moses Brown, Isaiah Roby. They traded Hamdu Diallo. Like, they're, they're going full tank. I want to uh, look at the over-under from the beginning of the year that we did and see uh, how many we got right. So next week I'll prepare that and see because some of these teams have, like, they might not even win 20 games this year. You don't think we should wait till like, the standings are, like, over at the end? Oh, yeah, 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 we'll wait. But, I mean, yeah. like, it's pretty crazy because, yeah. like... I mean, we, we, should, look- we should record, like, the what we said for the over-unders, though. That yeah. would be have the reference, yeah. Um, I want to talk about the East a little bit. Because uh, specifically the Bucks, so uh, the Bucks got Jeff Teague. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. This move was interesting to me. Like, how do you how do you like the Jeff Teague move? Obviously, it's not a needle mover, but you know, they still need depth. So I kind of like this move on the surface. Even replace DJ Augustine. Yeah. Even though Jeff Teague has been awful this year, but. I felt like it made perfect sense for them to be a buck, right? Like the Budenholzer connection. And both of Jeff Teague's best two games this year were against the Bucks. So maybe being a buck, like, gives them some boost. <laughs> That's funny that his best games were against the Bucks. Like, I mean, I don't know what his uh, Bucks agenda was. Like, I can pull it up. Like, I think he had, like, two 20-point – he paced the Bucks twice and had 20 points in both games. I thought Jeff Teague was pretty solid last year, so when Boston picked him up, I really liked that move. And it turned out to be trash. But... Yeah, I also liked that move at the beginning of the year. And then uh, he just... He's been terrible this year. But maybe... uh, uh, Change of scenery does a lot for for some guys. Yeah, so Jeff Teague has hit three three three-pointers in two games this year, both against the Bucks. There you go. Got that DJ Augustine replacement. I mean, I, I he's not as good as DJ Augustine. He's been really bad. But I mean, still, you need a backup point guard. It's better than nothing. I I don't I don't hate this move. Uh, I like the other move the Bucks made. They extended Drew Holiday for four years, one hundred and sixty million dollars. Yeah, I, I I like that too. Uh, they're they're not wasting any time, and they're not, you know, they're not taking any chances this summer and. No, nope, you Lock can't let them walk. You just can't. You don't yeah. have cap space anyway. People are gonna. This is just like the Rudy Gobert extension and things like that. And they're gonna look at it and be like, "Wow, what an overpay for Drew Holiday." Yeah, it is. Just like the Chris Middleton contract. Those are overpays. But you don't have cap space. You can't let them walk. You can't replace them. Yeah, especially this summer because I mean, if Drew Holiday were to test the market, uh, I mean, just going off the trends of the last few off seasons, like. Teams aren't afraid to spend money if they have it, so I'm. Uh, you no, know, I not, not at all. I mean, That's why the Lakers need to overpay to keep Schroeder, right? Like, it doesn't right. matter if it's an overpay because you can't lose him. Right, like the they were saying, what 25, 25 a year, so four years, hundred million, like yeah, not overpaying, yes, but okay, let's think about it, right? People are like willing to do like four for eighty, 
What are you doing with that extra twenty million over four years? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's <laughs> all over the cap. You're not signing anybody with that money because it doesn't exist. It's so stupid to me, dude. <laughs> like you overpay to keep the assets. Like you always do it because if you don't, you look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And uh, the for the Bucks, you know the the holiday extension like. They have a lot of bonuses in there, so they might not even end up paying the full amount at the end of the four years. I mean, they might and they might not. So for the Bucks, it's again they had to do it, and I do like Drew Holiday, so uh, I like this move for them. Yeah, he Holiday was really good to start the year, and he had that COVID situation, and when he came back, he didn't look the same at all, and it was like, wow, this was rough. Like he, he was starting him off slowly, coming off of the bench, but he couldn't make shots, and now he just won Player of the Week. So he's good. He's fine. Like he's back. Holiday's back. I feel like that might have been his first player of the week. Like I don't remember him winning player of the week before, but I don't really pay attention that much to player of the week. But it's usually like the really big name players, and not right. like Holiday. Good for him uh, if that is his first one. Actually, you know what? Basketball Reference. Uh, if you didn't know this, they actually list uh, their players. Uh, Awards like Player of the Week, Player of the Month stuff. So I can go to Drew Holiday's basketball reference and see how many times he's won these awards. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, let me find it. I know it's here somewhere. Okay. Uh, I don't see anything here, so I don't think Holiday has ever had them before. I think this was his first one because he doesn't have any listed here. So congrats to Drew Holiday. Yeah. I wonder if he's like the oldest first-time player of the week winner. Probably not. But, yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be a fun stat to find out. I wish there was stuff like that you could look up. Quick trivia yeah. question. Do you know how many triple-doubles Drew Holiday has in his career? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I have no idea. Single digits? Yeah, single digits. Like, uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say four. It's four. Is it? <laughs> yeah, he had one in four separate seasons. That was a lucky guess. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, you had a ten percent chance. Uh, hey, you're right. Yeah. What this goes to show, I'm looking at this, this triple double thing for him. It shows how much more triple doubles there are now, right? In 2011, he got one triple double, and that was seventh in the league. Last year, he got one triple-double, and that was 17th. That's insane. Yeah. Like, so many triple-doubles. Drew Holiday's actually leading the league in steals right now. Really? Yeah. He's first. He's averaging one point in the game. That's surprising. I mean, not really, but it is a little surprising. I think Jimmy Butler is averaging more steals, but I think he just hasn't played enough games. I think because I think he's over two. But yeah, Holiday, he's like tied with Kawhi Leonard right now. Okay, can you guess who are the leading league leaders for the following categories? I'm gonna ask you by category. Let's see if we can get them. Because I'm looking at this. Okay, who's the leading scorer right now? Is this for points per game? Yeah, these are all per game. Not totally James Harden. Nope, it's Bradley Beal. Oh, okay, duh. Yeah, Harden is ninth. Do you know who rebounds per game is? <laughs> uh, is it uh, is it Gobert? No, he's second. 
It's Clint Capella. Okay. Assist per game. Oh man, I I feel like I should know this. This one, this one, I feel like is the most obvious one. <laughs> is it? Uh, maybe I'm just drawing a blank, but you know what? Is it Westbrook? No, he's second. It's James Harden. Okay. Uh, Harden was my second guess. I was like, it's it's gotta be. Okay. Actually, this is the most obvious one. We're, we're gonna skip skills because we just did that. It's blocks. Miles Turner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you got one of them. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I totally spaced on the Bradley Beal. I feel dumb for that. Yeah, Bradley Beal, he takes so many shots. He's leading the league in field goal attempts per game. I feel like he's been leading the league in points per game like all year. Yeah, I think so. He was averaging 35 earlier on, but now he's down to 31. He's our only 30-point-per-game scorer right now. That's a little surprising, too. Yeah, well, we got 15 guys over 25 a game. Can you name all 15 25-point-per-game scorers? <laughs> Probably not. Try. I, I don't think it's that hard. Okay, let's see. You already got Beal. Beal, Harden. Okay, that's two. Uh, uh, Kyrie? Um, I think he is averaging 25, but he's not here. He doesn't qualify, so... Okay, uh, Curry? Uh, yeah, Curry's there at 29 a game. Dame? Yep, 29 a game. Luca? Yep, 28 a game. Jokic? Yep. Okay. How many have I got so far? You've got six. Uh, LeBron? Yep. That's seven. He's number 13. Kevin Durant? No, he doesn't qualify. Not enough games. Okay. So, Embiid? Uh... Embiid does not qualify, not enough games. Wow, that's weird. Really? Yeah, he'd definitely be here, though. So Giannis? Yeah. Giannis is there, yep, 29 a game. That's eight. You're over halfway. Uh, Bro, all all-stars. Yeah. Except one. Kawhi Leonard? Uh, Kawhi Leonard is there, yes. Okay. Man, I, I don't know if this is right, but... Oh, uh... Oh, man. Why am I drawing such a blank right now? Zach Levine? Yes. Okay. Vooch? No. Vooch is at 24. Okay, so he's right there. Yeah. Devin Booker? Yep. Okay. How many more I got? Uh, You're missing one, two, three, four. Donovan Mitchell? Yep. You're missing three. Okay. Two All-Stars and one uh, snub. One snub is a is the snub isn't it's not the Rosen, is it? Nope. I can't think who the snub is. Two of the honest. players are in the Eastern Conference, one is in the West. Okay. They're all pretty young. They're all drafted in the past oh. few years. Julius Randle? No, he's not no. even no. no. I I can't to be honest, I can't think. I know it's not Ben Simmons. Are you I, I don't up? think Sabonis is there. No, Sabonis is not there. Yeah. Tell, tell him to me before it bugs me. Okay. So number 15 was Jason Tatum. Number okay. 14 was Trey Young. And number 7 was Zion. Oh, of course Zion. Okay, and then Trey Young was a snub. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good, though. You got, what, 12 of them? That's pretty yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's how it can be. Yeah. All right. Cool. That, that, that's better than what I did in school. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch Victoria Depot's debut? I missed it. Yeah, I watched it. It was a. Uh... Was it rough? Yeah, it, not that he was necessarily rough. It's just like they didn't really know how to play with him, and I I think that he, you know, it's just. I think it will get better for sure as time goes by. It's the same with the Bulls, right? It kind of has to get better, right? It's, he's yeah. played two games. I'm looking at the numbers now. I have I didn't see them until right now. He's in two games. He's played 26 minutes a game, pretty solid, and he's shooting 23 percent from the field. Yeah, I should have... not. His splits are 23, <laughs> 10, 43. <laughs> yeah, that, that's got to get better. That is awful. Two steals a game, though. That's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, he had, a, he had a really nice dunk in his first game, but, yeah. With one of his two made field goals. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty rough. Wow. From, uh, but the Heat won both those games, so, you know, maybe yeah. he's uh, changing for the better. Because the Heat, oh my god, talk about inconsistency. Like, he started <laughs> off kind of 500, they'd win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. And then they had a five-game losing streak to drop them to 6-12. and 12. Later, they had a four-game winning streak to bring them up to 11-14. and 14. Then a three-game losing streak, then a six-game win streak, then a five-game win streak, then a six-game losing streak, and now they're on a four-game win streak. I feel like this has been the topic all season long about. Dude, the how are they this inconsistent? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I mean, sure, you can talk about COVID and uh, COVID issues and injuries, but still, like, it doesn't make any. They've been sense. healthy lately. Yeah, they just they're just inconsistent. It's so weird. I mean, it's the same team that was, you know. Middle seed in the Eastern Conference, and they made a run to the finals. So yeah, they were the fifth seed, and I think yeah. right now they're the fifth seed. Maybe they're yeah. just a really streaky team. But they weren't this streaky last year. Last year they were oh. like consistently pretty good. Like you could rely on them night to night to be solid. You can't rely on them night to be, night to be solid. They're the Pelicans of the East, man. <laughs> it's it's so weird. This is a recurring theme all season about how inconsistent the Heat have been. And they're so inconsistent that I wonder if it's going to translate to the playoffs. What if in the playoffs, right? They're like a huge favorite over the uh, the fourth seed or whoever they face in the first round, right? So, but right. because they're a huge favorite, it takes them like seven games to win. But then <laughs> round two, they're a huge underdog, and then they like win in five, and it's like, oh my god, the Miami Heat! <laughs> like, I could see that. Yeah, so similar to last season. Last, last season they saw the Pacers though in round one. Yeah, they they won. They lost only uh, three games through the East, just like the Lakers. And then in the finals, they obviously lost. But, I mean, they took it further than people expected them to. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with the Heat. It's, it's so weird. It makes them kind of a really fun team to watch because you never know which Heat team you're going to get. It's kind of what I like about the Pelicans, right? I mean, those teams are very frustrating, but on a night-to-night watchability basis, it's pretty fun. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, I'm glad you brought up Oladipo's debut because Vooch, you know, uh, the Bulls with Vooch have been a little up and down. Like, they beat they beat the Nets yesterday, right? But, I mean... Without Harden and KD. Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, and then Aaron Gordon in Denver. Like, Denver's been pretty good. But whenever you get a guy midseason, especially, like, of that caliber, like, it's really hard to just slide him in, especially with limited practice like the teams are doing this year. So, I think that has a lot of... You know, a big factor to it too. 
Yeah, I mean, Vooch is like, he's been pretty solid for the Bulls, right? He's not really doing, he's shooting the three ball a little worse, but he's looked like the same Vooch. They're just losing these games, right? Because the Bulls are just not a great team. I thought adding Vooch would really help them. Zach Levine doesn't have to do everything, but their defense is still, like, really bad. <laughs> like, it's been pretty bad with Vooch. I don't know what the ranking is. I'm going to check, but I feel like it's been bottom five in the past few games. Yeah, I mean, and again, like uh, when they got Vooch, obviously they're not gunning for they're not they're not winning the East at least the next couple of years. So they're they're doing this. They're ensuring their future is in Vooch, and then in the summer, I think this summer the team is going to look really different. Yeah, I mean, what moves do you really expect them to make? Honestly, I have no idea. I just think they're going to shake it up somehow. I mean, uh. Who knows? Yeah, the Bulls but... have the 27th best defense over the past six games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> Come on, Billy Donovan. I mean, it's really hard when, like, you're playing Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. When your two best players are below average defenders, it's tough. Yeah. And then Thad Young is, like, what, 35 or something like that? Yeah, I think I, I think he's only thirty one. Feels like he's older than that, but <laughs> who knows? Just feels like ever, he's... but he's thirty two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did. He oh, did he come out of high school? No, where did he go? No, he did. I think he did come out of high school. Yeah, he was drafted in two thousand and seven. No, he went to Georgia Tech. Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's been a, he's a 14-year pro. Same as KD. It feels like Dad Young's been in the league for so much longer, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when I was born, Thaddeus Young was already an NBA vet. <laughs> yeah, he's been really, he's been a spectacular this year. Like he he's the, he's the he's arguably the main reason the Bulls are where they are. He's like the most important player. It's kind of weird. It's kind of interesting to look at like six, the last six games because that's like basically when like the trade deadline was, and like seeing how teams did, like, you know who's been uh, the best team over the past six games? The Denver. Nope, the Jazz. They're six and zero with oh. a nineteen net rating. And, and they didn't make any moves. They made no moves. Uh, third best offense, second best defense over the past six games. Not really a surprise, right? I mean, the Jazz have the best record in the league right now by a good amount of games. They had that inconsistent stretch earlier in March, but now they're right back at it, you know, playing like frauds. <laughs> They've won 22 consecutive home games. Yeah, that's pretty wild. They're going to be the number one overall seed, and it's going to mean absolutely nothing. That like, second, round, that second round matchup is going to be terrible. Yeah, or maybe their first, like, right. it's just... No, nah, actually, the first one's going to be fine. Like, unless the Lakers get to the eighth seed. Or Dallas, but I don't... I can't see that. I think the top seven seed teams look... They feel set to me. But yeah, like the Jazz, when people were talking about, oh, they'll have Game 7 in Utah. They, like, never lose in Utah. It's not going to go to a Game 7. <laughs> it's not going to yeah. go to a Game 7. It doesn't matter. 
Like, they're going to lose three of the first four games, and then they're going to lose game five in Utah. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the Jazz have won actually nine in a row. Wow. I did not notice that. I did not realize how well they were playing. I just kind of, like, totally forgot about the Jazz's existence ever since they had that, like, five and five stretch. So I was just like, I'm over the Jazz. Right. Uh, and I mean, rightfully so, because, like, they're, they're frauds. Okay, but here, this is something I want. The Nuggets, they jumped into the fourth seed. So Jokic, he's officially, as long as they stay in the fourth seed or higher, he's the MVP. I said he has to be top four. He's fourth. He's a game back. I'm saying he, like he's the whole team. He kind of is. Uh, the Nuggets are a game back of the Clippers right now for the third seed. They could totally do it. They could totally be the third seed. I think Jokic is a lock for the MVP at this point. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's probably what it's looking like. Like, his uh, stats and, are crazy, and the Nuggets are playing really well. And they're probably right there at four, unless Portland, you know, Portland's only a game back. Obviously, the Lakers probably keep dropping, so. And, I mean, they're only one game back of the Clippers, so I, I don't see them dropping below four. And, I mean, it's hard to argue against Jokic as an MVP candidate. Yeah, I mean, like they're thirty-one and eighteen right now. They started off seven and seven, so they've gone twenty-four and eleven in their past thirty-five. That's good, right? I mean, it's not it's not like Jazz. The Jazz are thirty-eight and eleven, which is ridiculous. Right. Uh, but you don't need to be the best team in the league to be the MVP. He has the best numbers. He's missed zero games on one of the best teams. Right? We were worried about the Nuggets' playoff odds in the beginning because they looked so shaky. The defense was so bad. And now they're winning games, even with their uh, mediocre defense. Their defense is like 17th, which is good enough to be a uh, high seed playoff team. Right, third best offense, 17th best defense. That's all you really need sometimes. Yeah. You know, that's like the Nets game plan, except the Nets uh, are, you know, the the quote unquote real title contenders here, unlike the Nuggets, uh, which I mean I totally get. Right, like I'm not. Trying to insinuate the Nuggets are better than the Nets, but for all the people saying, "Oh, the Nets defense it's been like so much better lately," they're they're twenty fifth in defense on the year, like the second the offense and twenty fifth in defense. I I I don't trust that. I don't trust that either. Like Aldridge, he's looked he looked pretty good in those two games he played. I'm not gonna lie. Like, he looked way better than he ever looked on the Spurs, which is kind of annoying. I hate that te- players are just doing this now. They're just tanking their stock on teams and getting bought out and then going to wherever they want to go. I don't think that's right. Like, you sign a contract. Like, I- I'm cool if you want to- if you get bought out. But, like, if you're somewhere, like, you should give them your best, right? Especially when he was on a playoff team, right? Blake Griffin was in Detroit. He didn't want to be there. He never signed there. I get it. LaMarcus signed with the Spurs. He signed an extension with the Spurs. He was on a playoff team starting, and he bitched and moaned his way out. He basically pulled a James Harden just quietly. Yeah. Yeah, it bothers me too because uh, I think each year is just going to get more and more. Uh, Players get to go where they want to go midway through the season if it's not working out for them. I I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It, It bothers me. Like, that's not cool. Right. Like, you chose to be there. Like, 
at least like play, at least try, right? It's one thing if you try, no one trades for you because your contract is huge. But like, fuck, dude, that's not cool. <laughs> like uh, Al Horford is uh, his contract is big. Nobody wants him, so now he's just hanging out. He doesn't even have to try. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean they send him home. That's that's the team doing that, right? So I'm not. I'm right. not uh, Al. Do you want to talk about uh, Andre Drummond at all, or you, you want to leave that? There's nothing really to talk about, right? He had his debut, and he got injured after the, his first stint, where he looked he looked pretty active defensively. I kind of liked what I saw from him on defense. I didn't like the dribble drives, which he was doing in Cleveland, which I hated those. But he looked okay, right? The Lakers were making threes. I think he helped with some spacing a little bit by drawing some defensive attention. But then he got hurt, and you know he wasn't he didn't look like himself. Right, his low Andre Drummond standard, he wasn't meeting that because he was hurt, and then he they took him out. Right, like so, there's not really anything to say right now for that, like until like he's actually healthy and playing, and also right, he's playing with like the the D team, right? It's not with LeBron and AD, so I don't really care how he looks with this group that much. Yeah, for sure, I agree. You know, people are trying to judge the Lakers off of playing with 60% of their salary cap on the bench. Hello? Like, come on. Let's let's do better than that. Like, I'm not going to judge the Nets off of losing to the Bulls. Like, that doesn't mean anything. This season, more than anything, I think the regular season means nothing. With all the injuries, with the short offseason, the no fans, this is the least... I've seen I've taken the regular season seriously. I think players have been taking it less seriously. I think it means absolutely nothing. Yeah, everyone's just waiting for the playoffs, especially the the top tier teams. They're just playoffs come and it's going to be a whole different whole different world. Yeah. Like if the 76ers flame out early, then it's going it's going to prove it. The Sixers and the Jazz, right? These are the 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 regular season juggernauts right now who have shown to be frauds in the past. And if they, if they prove to be frauds, well, I mean, the Jazz, it's kind of not really their fault. They just don't really have that kind of talent. But the Sixers, right? If the Sixers flame out, that proves how meaningless the regular season was. Like, if the Heat beat them, like, come on. I just, my base, like, I want to rank title contenders. And my rankings right now basically look exactly like what they looked like uh, five months ago before the season started because the regular season has meant nothing to me. I can't use this for projection. I can't use any of this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, are we really going to sit here and be like, yes, the Boston Celtics and the New York Knicks and the Charlotte Hornets, these are all same-level teams. No, dude, I'm not buying that. I don't care what the record says. I don't care how the Celtics play all lazy. In a playoff series, you got Knicks-Celtics. Are you picking the Knicks? No, you're fucking not. Or, like, the Raptors are 19 and 30. Like, no, dude. This regular season's a mess. Okay. Um, so, let's rank title contenders. I thought we could do top five because, like, there's not more than five title contenders. So, uh, what's your number five? What is your fifth best chance to win a title team? You're talking about the NBA title, right? The whole NBA thing. championship. The whole, yep. whole thing. Yeah. Fifth best? I'm gonna go Philly. Wow, that's kind of low. 
Lower than I have, at least. Okay, tell me why. I, I mean, you said it already that they've just proven to be frauds. I, I can't buy into this team. I mean, they've had a spectacular regular season, but I can't buy into them in the playoffs for some for some reason. I, it just my gut. It, it just it's just telling me like, don't trust the Sixers for some reason. I mean, yeah, that's definitely fair. I think the problem with the Sixers, right? And we saw this against the Raptors, where the Raptors' strategy was, let's throw everyone at Joel Embiid and make the rest of the team do stuff. And the rest of the team couldn't do stuff. And that's still the same case. No one besides Joel Embiid I trust to do anything. Like, I I don't... Like, Ben Simmons, like, he was showing some aggressiveness earlier in the... And I was like, oh, this is the Ben Simmons we're waiting for. He was averaging, like, 20 a game. And Ben Simmons lately has been doo-doo. I don't know what's wrong with him. Like, he's been real doo-doo. 40% from the field for a guy who doesn't take jumpers. 40% over his last six games, 10 points per game. What are you doing, Ben Simmons? He doesn't take shots. Playing defense. (laughs) Like, my God, dude. It's pathetic. Like, he's averaging 15 points per game on the season. He's so much better than that. Like, why are you averaging fewer points than Anthony Edwards? Like, he needs to be taking, like, 18, 19 shots a game right now. But he's not. He's not even getting close to that. He's taking 10. (laughs) Yeah, he needs to do more. Like, why? What are you doing, Ben Simmons? So, yeah, I don't trust that. Obviously, Tobias Harris, right? He's just, like, a a star role player, basically. Uh, He's cool, but... He's the guy who would be, like, taking a lot of game-winning shots when, because, like, they're going to quadruple team Embiid. And, like, it's like, oh, you know? So, I definitely feel. I actually, now because of you, now because you kind of talked me into it, I'm going to have Sixers at 5-2. Like, because <laughs> I realize I can't put them over my number four. I'll, I'll say my number four team in a second. I can't put them over the Nuggets. Because I feel like Jokic, unlike Embiid, right, you, you can't double Jokic because his passing is too good. So someone's going to be wide open, right? With Embiid, you double-triple him. Like, he's not going to be able to make that pass necessarily, right? Like, he turns the ball over a lot on those. Or he'll force up shots. Like, Jokic, like, you can't double him like that. And Jamal Murray, I trust in the playoff setting more than any non-Embiid Sixer, you know? So even though the defense isn't there, like, with the Sixers, like, I've seen the Nuggets do. I've seen them come back from multiple 3-1 deficits. I've seen them in Game 7s. I saw them compete with the Lakers. Like, I just trust them so much more. That's fair. So, who do you have a four? Nuggets, I just said. Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Who do you have a four? <laughs> you know, four was hard Was hard for me. Uh, but you know what? I, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Clippers. Wow, okay. And, and you know, it's almost the same category as, as uh, the Sixers. But I... I don't know. It's just something about this Clippers team. Like, their roster is really good, right? And then uh, if they can, you know, if they can find a way to get past the Lakers, then uh, it's going to be really good for them. Obviously, I don't I don't know if they're even going to play the Lakers. They didn't play them last year. But for some reason, I'm just – I like the Clippers a little bit more this year than I did last year. And I can't really tell you, like, why – the Clippers are not in my top five. Spoiler alert. At number three, 
I have the Suns. I like it. Like I, I just think that they, the way they play back, right? The Chris Paul, Devin Booker backcourt. I think that's going to be the second best backcourt in the playoffs. Like in a playoff setting, because like, you know, the, the Nets backcourt is better. But otherwise, right? It's the Suns. Like I trust Chris Paul. They're great on both ends. They're pretty deep. They are pretty like, uh, what is the word? Like they can really like change like how they. No, no, that's not what I'm. Is it adaptable? No. Malleable, versatile. Yeah, they're a pretty versatile team, right? Like they can go big and match up with teams with like DeAndre Ayton at center. They can go small and put like Diario Sarge at center and like become like unstoppable on offense. Like they've got Devin Booker who can like score with anyone basically, right? He's like a better Donovan Mitchell. Like with Donovan Mitchell's your go-to score, I I don't trust that at all. But with Devin Booker, like I I can I can put my like heart into Devin Booker and like trust that he's gonna match bucket for bucket with the opposing best player uh, to an extent, right? So and Mikael Bridges, right? He's awesome. You can throw him on the opponent's best wing. He's an absolute disruptor off the ball as well. Great shooter. The Suns have great shooting. So I just I think this team is super well rounded. I, I don't have the Clippers here, right? Because I don't I don't trust them anymore. Not even just after last year, right? Because I was coming into this year, I was ready to hype them up. I was gonna be like, oh, the Clippers, right? Don't sleep, and they just they let me down. They let down like right and ugh, they let me down. And I had like lower expectations than like not than most, right? I had higher expectations than most, but lower expectations than last year. And they've let me down. I know they're the third seed. The record looks cool. The record with Kawhi and George looks good, but they suck in the clutch, right? They just lost to the Magic. I know they didn't have Paul George and, like, Beverly and Ibaka. They've had injury issues. Every team has injury issues. Like, they've been more healthy than some of these other teams, and they're still only 33-18. and 18. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't forget that. You know, I... I, I... I wanted to, I was between the Suns and Clippers at four. And, yeah, uh, it's tough. Yeah. But like I could see either team winning that series, you know? Because like usually I like to bet on the best player. I know Kawhi is the best player in that series. But man, I think the Clippers might be cursed. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't want to put any faith in a franchise that I think literally cannot win just because of who they are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's, what's your uh, number three? three? Yeah, I I have Milwaukee here. Mm, they weren't in my top five. Yeah, I I just I mean if Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday click, they you know they can be really scary. I, I think Coach Bud is is the guy that's gonna hold them back if anything. But um, if those three can click on like a nightly basis in a seven game series, like they're they're really dangerous. So uh, I still like Milwaukee, but I I have them three. I, I want to like Milwaukee. I like the players on that roster. I like the crunch time five. I like a lot of the players on the team. But the Giannis wall just gets me. Like, I just don't see right. Because you, you wall off Giannis, and then it's Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton versus the best players on the other team. Right? Like, are they are they going to beat a Jimmy – are Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton going to outplay Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid? Like, no. No. You know, 
So I just, or, you know, someone in the, God forbid, someone in the West. I just don't, I, I don't, I can't until I need to see it to believe it. Right. I say that all right. the time. So that's why generally I pick teams that have done it before. I'm a very, uh, last team that made finals, won a title. Like those are the teams that I pick. Uh, mm-hmm. now ironically, Miami heat are not in my top five. Um, but I have them sixth. Like, I think they're right there. I think it's pretty close. Like, you could convince me they're better than the Suns. I just, like, their inconsistency really fucks with me because, like, I could still see them losing in, like, the first round. So, the other teams I can't see losing in the first round. So, even though I trust the Heat to a certain extent, they're not in my top five. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing one and two are the same for us. It's going to be the Lakers and the Nets, right? I think it's everybody's top two, unless you're an idiot. Um, no offense, really. Like, I, it, I think it's fair, right? When the, when the time comes, when the series, right, the Nets are facing someone like, and you, you pick the other team based off what's happened in the playoffs at that point. Okay. I think right now, right, we don't really have anything to go off of because I don't think this regular season really meant anything. Yeah. So, and based off that, I don't really see why you'd pick another team. So I have the Nets at two because the Lakers have done it before and they play defense and the Nets do not. It's basically that simple. Right. <laughs> like, and it's really it, right? The Lakers, I think they'd have the two, you know, they have the, they've got the, the best player in the series for sure. And I think Anthony Davis can play like the second best player in the series or even the best player, really. Like Anthony Davis, he's like that in the playoffs. He right. really is. And the regular season usually too. Uh, he's had a, he had a bad injured season this year. I'm giving him a pass. But, you know, right, when you got Kyrie, Harden, Durant, LeBron, Anthony Davis, right, you're talking about who do I trust in the playoffs, ranking those five players, LeBron and Anthony Davis are my top two there. Mm-hmm. Especially when you count defense. They're the best two defenders on that team. They're the tallest, well, Durant is taller than LeBron, but they're two of the three tallest players there, right? Size matters. They're super athletic. They can play inside and out. They have more chemistry. Like, I think they have a better coach, right? I don't, like, Steve Nash, he's a fucking rookie. Yeah. You know, they got Mike D'Antoni on the bench, like, this all offense, no defense philosophy. Look, they could go and they could win the title and they could look dominant. I'm not going to act like they can't, right? I've got a number two. But I'm not going to put all my faith in them like all these other guys where they're like, oh, my God, the Nets. Like, nobody can beat them. They have Aldridge, Blake Griffin, Jordan, Durant, Harden, Kyrie. Like, they can score from – like, no, dude. Come on. Shooting in the playoffs is not the same, right? Shots are tougher. Being a good regular season shooter does not mean you're a great playoff shooter. Yes, the Lakers shooting right now is garbage, right? I think their offensive rating since LeBron went down is like 28th. It's awful. But that's kind of irrelevant, right? Because come playoff time, the player, the people who create offense are the stars, right? Role players have to hit some shots. But in a playoff scenario, are you really going to tell me that you're picking the Nets because you think Joe Harris, LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, Tyler Johnson are going to make more shots than Pope, Schroeder, Kuzma, like, is that is that what you're basing your title picks off of? I think that's stupid. That's what people were doing last year. I've seen Jazz fans say that they have the best starting five in the league, that they have the best nine-man uh, nine team in the league. And it's like, no, that's not how you fucking win titles, bro. Yes, the Nets are more legit because they actually have three stars, like legit stars, not like Rudy Gobert stars. But the no defense, the rookie coach, the... No, little chemistry because they barely played together. All that stuff, like, I can't put them over the Lakers. Yep. That's, I mean, it, 
when it comes down to it, it's that simple when you're when you're picking someone. I mean, there's a long a long way to go, right? But as of today, that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I, th- I think the great irony here is people will say, when it comes down in the clutch, who do you trust more to get a bucket, the Lakers or the Nets? And I think in a general sense, right, you'd say the Nets because they have just more bucket getters, right? That's how Kevin Durant likes to build his teams. That's how he drafted his all-star team. That's what his team is. It's fucking bucket getters. But when they're playing against each other, do you trust LeBron and Anthony Davis to score on the Nets more or less than Durant, Harden, Kyrie to score on the Lakers? You trust them to score on the Nets because they have no defense. Yeah, Nets defense is worse, right? And these guys are superstars. Like, they're going to get theirs. So I just, you know, I'm picking the Lakers right now. Again, these are all, like, health-permitted stuff, you know. Yeah. That's our ranking title contenders. For sure. So that's our top five. Uh, so we both had Lakers one, Nets two. And you had Bucks three. Yep. I had Suns three. And then you I had... Clippers and Sixers. Clippers, Sixers. And then I had Nuggets, Sixers. Okay. So those are our top five. If you want to criticize them or uh, say you agree with them, which I doubt. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, we ran two polls on the account, and, and I want to bring those bring those up really quick. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. Uh, the first one was, worst team to be a fan of for the past 15 years? Can you, you guess who won between the Magic and the Timberwolves? Timberwolves. Yeah, 72% said the Timberwolves, 28% said the Magic, so. Yeah, it makes sense. I also picked yeah. the Timberwolves. And, and the other one was the worst take of the month, right? So we had Blake Griffin is still a star. Andre Drummond is more valuable than Cat. And JaVale McGee better than Marcus Gasol. Yeah. So, uh, again, I, I think it's pretty clear which one won, right? Yeah, I, I it was my pick, too. Like, the Drummond one was so ridiculous. That was from an NBA voter, too, which made it even better. Like, I can't believe someone who, like, gets to vote on these awards <laughs> believes that. Like, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. If Carl Towns was a Laker right now instead of Andre Drummond, nobody is picking against them. Right. Nobody. <laughs> Forty-seven percent uh, picked that, so a little less than half. All right. So this week's worst take. This was a, this was a great one. I was really excited when I saw this. It comes from anonymous, 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 and he believes that the Warriors' best chance to win a title is by letting Steph Curry walk. <laughs> because he his belief, right? And it was like oh, it's like a whole thread, and his belief is that. That gives them cap flexibility, so they can tank, they can get a star, and then they can also sign a star as well, rather than keeping Curry. And the logic here is so stupid because you're not getting someone better than Steph Curry. Like, how? I don't understand how, right? It's not like Steph Curry is like Blake Griffin, right? He's like this huge contract, and he's like a role player, or even like a mid-tier star. Like, if he was like Donovan Mitchell out of max contract, it's Steph fucking Curry. Like, how many players in the league are better than him? Like, not many. It's that, oh man, that's that's really bad. He got ratioed to hell, so (laughs) and rightfully so. That take was awful. Uh, So that will be in the poll at the end of this month with uh, hopefully three other takes. Hopefully, three. That's really bad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Warriors' best chance to win the title is by letting Steph Curry walk. Wow, genius, genius stuff here. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, DeMarcus Cousins signed with the Clippers. 
And I think this move made absolutely zero sense. I don't know why anyone was looking at Boogie, really, but especially a team like the Clippers. They already have two bigs. They're both pretty good. They're both better than Boogie. I know Ibaka's miss or hurt, but, like, do you think he's not going to come back for the... They only signed Boogie for the 10-day, right? Like, this is not... So, this is probably, like, a temporary Ibaka replacement, but, like, if they do end up signing him for the season, like, like, why? He's not going to be playable, right? He's terrible on offense and defense. He shot, like, 40% on twos this year or something, something awful like that, or maybe even worse. Uh, I can pull out his numbers right now. I wanna, I don't want to estimate them be exact. Yeah, he shot 37% from the field as a center, who took mostly shots from the paint. No, actually, he took mostly these threes. Hmm. So how much I watched Boogie this year. Uh, <laughs> like, his true shooting percentage is like 50 like, he was terrible on defense. It was kind of like LaMarcus Aldridge, except without the post-scoring. Like, why would you do this, Clippers? Are you going to play him over Zubas and Ibaka? No. Like, they've been better off getting Damian Jones. The Kings just signed him to a 10-day. Like, <laughs> I don't know why they signed Boogie. I don't know why they signed Boogie. No idea. And then, like, they did that Rondo trade, right? And, like, he, we'll see how that works out. But now, now they've got Rondo and Boogie. They really just want to be last year's Lakers. <laughs> That's what it seems like, huh? The Clippers, I mean, they want, they love being the Lakers. They wish they were the Lakers, right? They want to sign everyone. They want to sign. They want to trade for everyone. They want to trade for... I mean, this Clippers team really lost to the Magic. <laughs> the Magic almost beat the Nuggets yesterday, too. Did you see that? Yeah. Dude, I thought they were going to win. Wow, that would have made the Lakers look awesome. <laughs> but yeah, the Nuggets pulled through. Eric Gordon, he's he's been great for them. That was such a, that was such a steal. I don't know why Orlando just threw him away. Oh, yeah, Mitchell Robinsons. That's another injury. He just came to my mind. He's also going to be out for a while. Yeah, I forgot about that. He got injured again. Yeah, like he just came back. This was like uh, a couple weeks ago at this point. But, yeah, these injuries are trash, man. Like Jalen Brown, he also gets injured like every other game. Isaiah Thomas signed to attend day two with the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. I don't get that move at all. I mean, he's horrible. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand that either. Like, he has no role on any team. Like, imagine Jeff Teague, but, like, a foot shorter. <laughs> like, why would you want that? No idea. Publicity? Yeah, I, don't, I guess it did give the Pelicans a little bit of publicity. Because, like, he's a big name. Now they have a, a third all-star on their team. Ooh. Watch out for the Pals. They have three all-stars. The big three of uh, Isaiah Thomas, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson. They're coming. I still can't believe Luke Walton hasn't been fired. Right? They were having that really bad stretch before the break. And then they won a crazy good stretch in the past few weeks. So now they're, they're only a game back of the 10th seed. And Luke Walton's going to probably keep his job for the year, which really sucks for Kings fans. Yeah, he's not getting fired this season. Like, the Kings are trying to win. Thunder are trying to tank. There's a game and a half gap there. <laughs> like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. And the Kings have way more talent on the roster. Like, way more. Imagine if they switched coaches. The Thunder would probably be like 2-40. and 40. <laughs> And the Kings will probably be, like, the number three seed. 
Like, I just don't understand it, man. Luke Walton is actually awful. <laughs> yeah. He's easily the second worst coach in the league right now. <laughs> Who's the worst? Oh, you know. We're not we're not mentioning him. We're not mentioning his <laughs> team, but you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No. They, they don't get any airtime. No, fuck you. Fuck you. You know who I'm There's a reason I, I didn't even think about mentioning them at all, so. No, they don't they don't get any any mentions. Yeah. I think we're done here. All right, that's all we have for this week's episode of the All Nets Are Off podcast. Follow our Twitter account, All Nets Are Off. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Leave us a rating, subscribe, like, comment. Let us know what you think. If you have any questions, tweet us at our Twitter account, and we'll see you next week.